And what is up? I am back. It is another episode of Boomer Memes. This time I am flying solo. That's right. Um, my boy Tanner has some personal issues he's trying to take care of right now. And here in the Boomer Memes team, uh, we do support uh, self-betterment. And I want to make sure that uh, that my boy gets, gets you know, gets what he needs. And that's that's all I'm saying. And, and you guys, you know, I don't want you to worry. He, he, everything seems like he's got, he's got it taken care of. But he needed some personal time. And you know what? That's okay. Originally, that's this is what this show was going to be. It was just going to be me rambling into a microphone and uh, getting my thoughts, you know, collected. I don't know. I did a few episodes. Didn't really like it. Um, but now I feel like we've got enough of a thing going. I've got enough experience uh, rambling and doing these things now. You know what? I, I can drive. I can drive the car. I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> I don't need. It's time to get my big boy license, not just my learner's permit. So I think that's good. You might notice uh, there might be a, a quality difference in this episode compared to others because I'm, I'm doing a little bit of a different recording method. Since it's me by myself, I figure why go through all the trouble of setting and pulling out all the equipment. I'm just using my little recorder, my personal recorder, and I figure it is what it is. If uh, we do, if I do a, um, you know, membership, like I talked about on the last episode uh, through Discord and I start doing, you know, membership only, member only episodes, um, it'll probably be more in this format where I'm just by myself and I'm just rambling and it's fine. Uh, it's going to be good content. I got a lot of notes here, a lot of stuff planned, but before we get to that, let's go ahead and get the plugs out of the way. If you want to uh, keep up with the show and you want to know, um, everything there is to know, you can follow Boomer Memes Pod on Instagram. That's probably the best way, but if you prefer other ways, um, there is a link tree with all kinds of other links to all the different things that I work on and do and figure out my whole little world from there. And it's going to be in the bio of that Instagram. There's links to my personal Instagram, my Twitter. Um, My personal Instagram is uh, Scenic City Slaughter. um, And my Twitter is I am sharp official. Um, if that's the place you want to start with, either of those. There also is links to join my Discord. Uh, it is free. I mentioned a membership, but it's not implemented yet. I think that's a new feature coming down the pipe soon from Discord. But currently, there is going to be an all-free all, all free version of it. I'm never going to require people to pay to, to talk to me. Um, but, I, you know, I want to get this community going. So I feel like if you are... Um, you know, if you're not on discord, you need to do it because listen, Facebook is, is done. It's done guys. I've I've been saying it for a while. I've been, you know, I've been Facebook free myself for almost two years, you know, going on my next birthday on the, on the 3rd of January. So a couple weeks away is going to be my two year anniversary free of Facebook. And man, I quit at a great time and I don't regret it. I think you guys should come join me, join my discord and I'll teach you how to use Discord and how to like keep up with other people. We need to we need to move everybody over. It's that time when face when MySpace went down, everybody jumped to Facebook. Now I think we need to we need to Facebook's not going to die on its own though. We need to kill Facebook, and so I want you guys to come over, join the Boomerings Discord. That'll be your first step. Facebook behind it is free right now. There might be some paid options later um, that to, for more content. I'm still you know mulling all that over. Uh, if you've got ideas for things I could offer, I'm open to it. But right now, the ideas are like, you know, uh, bonus episodes, like I mentioned before, uh, merch discounts once I get merch out, um, you know, um, other things. Who knows? You know, maybe, maybe you know, people on the paid tier can 
they'll be the first people I hit up when I want to do some online gaming or something. I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll figure stuff out. It'll be it'll be a neat experience. We'll all learn and grow together as long as we all do it far away from Facebook. So that's uh, that's my plugs. I don't really uh, have any shows coming up. I am uh, after this episode going to head down to JJ's and do my set, uh, do, do some comedy. I said I wasn't going to do it anymore, but, you know, just too pretty. You know, I can't say I can't say no to you. You know, uh, really, it's I, I was a dipshit last week and I left my card and JJ's has not been open. They were open all weekend, but I didn't really I wasn't able to get out during the weekend. Um, and I thought oh, I'll catch it sometime next week. And then turns out oh, they were closed all week. So uh, this will this is my first chance to actually go get my card uh, so that I can <laughs> buy stuff. You know, I had my information saved into a certain food delivery uh, account. So I was able to order food for the past couple of days. But regardless, um, you know, that was that was one string of a series of uh, unfortunate events Thursday night. And I'll get into that uh, here in a bit. Uh, but before I do that, I want to open the show uh, addressing some things I said last week on the heavy metal episode. If you were listening, um, I, I said some things. I wasn't sure about some things. So I just wanted to come in and make a couple quick corrections just so people don't question my metal cred. I just didn't have any uh, detailed notes and in, in the, you know, conversation spun out of uh, the realm of what the notes I did have. So I, I mentioned when a couple bands got started, I just want to clarify Black Sabbath's first album came out in 1970. Judas Priest was uh, 1974. That was Rockarola was their first album. It came out in 74. So I, and the, it's, it's widely regarded. I, well, according to the, the quick Google search I did before the show, it is widely regarded that punk music got its start in 1976 so i stand by what i said metal came first fuck off punks you fucking posers i also mentioned the thrash big four um and i just want to verify come back and just you know clear the record i was correct it is anthrax megadeth metallica and slayer i thought that was it megadeth seemed weird to me they didn't seem like they fit because it was hard for me to say uh, just because i mean i guess they were pretty big but they they're not great like peace cells uh, not peace cells. Um, Rust in peace. Rust in peace. Greatest Megadeth album. Um, some of their other stuff is okay. Rust in peace is really where it's at. A lot of Megadeth is really terrible, though. A lot of Megadeth is really bad, and a lot of what Dave Mustaine has to say, uh, particularly these days, is also really bad. So in my mind, I just felt like you know, well, Megadeth does is wasn't that good. And uh, all the well, I'll say like Holy Wars is an amazing, amazing song. Like. I can say I can shit on Megadeth. That song is incredible. Like I, that's that was awesome. So, uh, but regardless, um, I was right. I just want to reiterate the point that I was right, and I am uh, the shit and know all there is to know about heavy metal. So fuck off. Another mistake I made when I was listing off bands, I think people should check out. The last band I listed was a band, the band Dismember. Um, but I described a different band because in my head I was thinking of a different band. I was wearing that man, that other band's T-shirt. I don't even have a dismembered T-shirt. I have a patch on my vest, but I don't have a T-shirt. The other band I do have a, a T-shirt or the T-shirt of, but I was wearing that cat sweater at the time, so I wasn't looking. I couldn't look down and see the shirt, so um, I said it wrong. And I think I, you know, it's it's an easy mistake to make. I was talking about Disentomb. They're a much newer band. Uh, Dismember was a a Swedish death metal band from the 90s. They were part of that scene with Entombed. And uh, it was really, you know, very sludgy HM2 sound. Very cool stuff. I like Dismember a lot, but they're not what I was talking about. If you did 
listened to that and went and decided to go check out uh, Dismember, you know, good for you. You found a great band. But I was talking about Disentomb. Uh, I just want to clear the air on that. Um, it's easy to mix up because, you know, Dismember came from the scene that Entombed came from. And now there's, you know, Dismember, Entombed, and now there's Disentomb. So it's an easy mistake when you're not looking at stuff directly. When I typed up those notes, I typed Dismember for some reason and just stuck. So um, that is all the corrections I wanted to make. Um, towards the end of the episode, I did mention that I had a lot more to say. And I mean, clearly by this little ramble, you can tell that I, I could go on for hours and hours and hours longer uh, about metal. And um, you know what? I think I might. I think if if you guys want, if you guys like uh, liked that episode and you want me to do more specific deep dives, um, I may do that. I may say, like, this is my full-on hour-long deep dive into thrash metal. Um, I have talked to some people I know in bands about guesting on the show, so that, that might be coming up. That'll be cool to get to talk to people in the metal world. I think I'm probably done. I'd like to do a band again, but it's just, I don't, you know, the, it, the, it just doesn't check out. Like, it, there's so many other things that would have to fall into place, so I, I don't know that I'm I'm going to do it again, but I, I, you know, I can live vicariously through friends who are doing well and, uh, you know, going out and conquering the world. So we're going to do that. We're going to get some, some musicians on the show, uh, maybe, uh, you know, get, gain some new following from, from their fans. You know, that's the way it's supposed to work. Right. Uh, maybe I can turn you guys onto their bands and it'd be cool. I think it's a good idea. Um, all right. So yay to heavy metal. I'm going to take a sip of my beer and we've only killed 10 minutes so far. So let's, uh, you know, let's uh, let's crank up the gas. All right, so let's get it out of the way. The thing that I I, I kind of really want to talk about, you know, this is like I said, Tanner's kind of away, you know, dealing with some of his personal stuff, and I've had some personal stuff come up. Um, I don't want to talk about what he's going through. That's not my place. Um, like I said, I believe he's doing fine. Um, I think he'll be okay. I think a lot of the, a lot of the stuff he's going through is going to make him a much better person coming out of it. I, I think he'd agree. I think he'd say the same thing. Um, that's just kind of what we talked about last night. But <laughs> you know, I don't want to I don't want to talk out of turn. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let him do that on his own terms. Um, but my issue um, kind of came to a head. I don't know. I've, I'm starting to feel like I'm I, I'm developing a, a bit of a, a bit of an ego, a bit of a of a diva type uh, persona, and I joke about it a lot because I, I mean, truth be told, I have really really horrible self esteem issues. I people will tell me I put myself down too much. But I mean, I I have eyes. I I understand. Let's be honest. I'm not like you know. Most of the girls I've asked out have said no. I've gotten, you know, I've done okay. I'm not like doing so bad that I'm like, oh, no one wants to touch me ever again. Oh, poor me. But like I do okay. And I, you know, I pull some pretty attractive ladies, but I, you know, I don't, most of the girls I ask out turn me down. And, you know, that's fine. I'm not like, I'm not upset about that. I'm not like, oh, you know, those, those evil women refuse to acknowledge what a good, sweet, nice guy I, you know, no, I'm, I'm kind of a piece of shit. There's a reason why that happens. You know, it may not just be physical. It could be physical, uh, for some people, but and I'm sure it is for some people. Um, you know, I mean, like I talked about with Bryant, when you're on the apps and they say, Oh, I'm into, uh, you know, into adventure and hiking and exploration and stuff. And that's the, that's code for no fats because <laughs> they're like, I want someone who wants to get out and climb and jump around and do, do nature stuff, which means, Someone who's in good enough shape to do all that on a regular basis. Let's be real that, that, about what that is. And that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But it's just funny to me how it's like you can't say you're not supposed to fat shame. You're not supposed to look down on people. You're supposed to treat everyone equally. But no one does. 
I mean, as a fat guy, I'm just telling you, no, no one does. And that's okay. It's okay. I mean, I want to get better. I'm, I'm not, I'm not the type where I like, you know, love the state I'm in and people and expect people to just deal with it. I I'm not happy. I want to get in better shape. I'm going to take steps towards that for sure. Um, after the new year, I'm cutting out beer entirely. I, I, you know, I'm already, I haven't had a cigarette since June. So I think that's locked in. I don't think I have to worry about that, but beer is coming next. And, um, I think it's, it's time because I, I do drink a bit much. I have, I've got beer right now with me. Um, cause you know, I'm going up tonight. I need a little, little edge off. I haven't prepped at all, but it's cool. I'll be fine. Again, it goes back to my, that diva sort of thing. Like, um, a show, uh, the first show I was booked on this year was the dark comedy show that uh, Charles Newby put on. And, um, he put me going up first and that, I, you know, that hurt my feelings and I had already gotten a little drunk before the show. And so I fucking acted out at him and was like, dude, if you don't move me, I'm not doing the show and just put my foot down and made him move me. And, you know, I felt like shit for doing that later. Like almost right after I felt like shit. I definitely, Bryant was the host. He wasn't the booker at all, but I put him in a bad situation by like making him be the one to go to. Well, a Bryant kind of did it to himself. Cause he told me like when I told him the lineup, he goes, I'll talk to Charles. And then, he didn't. And I asked Charles and I checked with him because I haven't talked to him. So I had to do it. And I was like, Hey man, straight up. Or no, I mean, I told him, I was just like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to do the show. And it was fucking shitty of me and I shouldn't have done that, but I, I did. Um, but, but you know, I, I do say I don't, I'm not sorry about why I did it. And that's because a, I fucking had the rowdiest set that whole night. Uh, it was definitely like, you know, I took the dark comedy thing seriously as I always do. Everybody else kind of did their normal stuff. Got a little dark with it, but mostly just did their normal stuff. And that's fine, but, you know, I'm, I, I I showed up to play. And, and um, you know, this you know this year, this October, you know, this was way before that, but I was going on my 10th year of comedy, and I was opening the show. And I thought that was kind of, eh, not, not chill. So, you know, I did kind of put my foot down. and But, I mean, part of that is also, like, the fact that if I don't demand respect – no one's just going to give it to me. Like I have to kind of put, I have to kind of start throwing my weight around a little more than I have been. Um, I mostly I treated it like music uh, where I don't think you could do that in comedy really, where I thought that what I would do is just, you know, kill, show up and kill. People would recognize that alone and opportunities would come to me. Um, but it's so competitive that that's not the way it works at all. Like people, and it's nobody's fault, uh, but people book who they're thinking about. And so you have to be, the uh, you know the squeaky wheel gets the grease as the saying goes. So you have to be a bit a bit obnoxious about getting booked if you want to get booked. Um, in my experience, it seems like the people who do and you always you you can always see people like I I joined some forums for stand up more recently just to kind of help me in the networking department since I'm not on Facebook. You know I saw a question pop up where they're like this person was basically like hey this person moved to L A and it seems like their career is going in a pretty good trajectory but you know they're from my hometown and. Uh, no, none of the locals think that they deserve it. They're not that funny. And uh, my response to them was, you know, hey, don't let other people don't don't measure your success against other people's. Don't like don't spend your time worrying about how well other people are doing, because it's not really a competition. A person can be a fan of that comic and of you. And if that person is if this other person is getting booked and doing well, someone likes them. They're doing well. Now, maybe maybe they're not very good. Maybe they are just noisy. Maybe they just particularly bad and they are or maybe maybe it's that they're okay but they're also really cool sometimes those people get ahead uh faster than the people who are great who are legendary because you know if you're if you suck to be around 
Um, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. If you suck to be around, if it's, if it's a hassle to be around, it doesn't matter how good you are. People are going to say, fuck that guy. And they're not going to want to work with you. Um, and so that's why I like, I didn't, I don't want to be a fucking diva. I don't want to fucking have to show my ass to get my way. But like, I feel like if I, but it's, it's not like I'm always expecting that. It's just the fact that like, it's, it's, it's after so long, I expect a little a bit, a little bit of, of recognition, a little bit of, you know, I'm going to bear my soul guys. This is going to be, I mean, I've got no one stopping me. So just get ready for that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I get to the show on Thursday, this Thursday, really jazz, but you know, turnout's pretty slow. It's starting to, it's not like, ah, shit, it's just going to be other comics, but whatever. I just need the tape. It'll be fine. And, uh, you know, it generally goes fairly well. Um, as the show goes on, people show up. It actually gets pretty packed. I felt pretty good about that. You know, like, um, I'm not going to say that I did it all myself. I definitely have figured out some new promotional techniques on Instagram, but I don't think Instagram alone did it. Cause I, there were a lot of people I've never seen before people I didn't know who showed up. So I, uh, I don't think it was all me, but I do, I did notice some people like some newer Instagram friends. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call this uh, lady out or, well, I don't want to say a stranger's name, but let's just say she's a very uh, popular person on Instagram, uh, locally, apparently very attractive lady too. And like, that's the thing about attractive lady. Yeah. She has 2,053 followers. If that, uh, say her first name, it's, it's Natasha, not Natasha from who's part of the local scene. This is someone else, but she, uh, she re you know, reposted my, uh, post about the show and, and helped get the word out. And I figure like, Hey, a hot lady like that's, you know, telling people about this, a lot of thirsty dudes probably like, Oh, I'm going to go to that and run into her. So maybe that was part of what happened. And, and for that, uh, ma'am, I, th I thank you very much. I think that was super duper awesome of you. Um, if you listen to the show and you want to maybe grab a drink sometime, this is how I ask people out on dates. I, I just wait, I put the, I put a feeler out, I'm just going to start calling people out like, hey, you, I have a person, in real life person, your first and last name. Listen to this. I have a crush on you. Go out with me. That would be great. That would be so funny. Um, yeah. So we're not going to do that. Uh, but yeah. No, th thank you, uh, Natasha, for, uh, you know, spreading the word, helping get people out because we did get pretty, pretty fucking packed. Um, but like, I feel like and part of what, I, what really affected me later that night was just a sense of that nothing goes off without a hitch. Uh, every, there's always a snag in everything I try to do. And, and I'm going to get to that. Like, we'll go to that first, that first show where, you know, I said at the year where, you know, I killed, I had a great set. And even though I did, I did get moved, I got bumped. It was only like fourth in the lineup still. It was still pretty early end. And then immediately after, I mean, I apologized to, to Charles uh, for, for treating him like that. I said, man, I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, I'm sorry. Just got emotional and, and, and you know, kind of snapped off. But he seemed to understand. And uh, he even said that after my set, he's like, yeah, I didn't realize that you were going to steal the show. And I was like, no, you know, that's what I do. I'm a pro. Ten years in the game. I'm not some little, not some fucking open micer who's going to show up and, uh, you know, open a fucking show. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to, again, I don't want to be a fucking diva, but I, what really kind of set things off, it was mostly, I was feeling good, feeling excited. I'd super duper prepared, had all my, you know, gone through my set multiple times before going down there, was ready to go. Um, Dave starts bringing me up and while he's announcing my name, a bunch of people decided now's the time they've, they're, they're going to leave. And so while he's bringing me up on stage, there's like a mat, an exodus of like 
seven or eight people walking in front. So you see them walking in front of the camera as I'm being brought up on stage. And I don't think they knew who I was. I don't think that it was, they were specifically leaving because of me. I don't think Bryant walked him. He, he went up right before me and I don't think he walked him because he, uh, he did fine. And they, they left after they didn't wait. They didn't leave like because of him. So, um, it was just fucking shitty circumstance, but like now I don't know that I can use the tape. I don't know that it's going to look good. I don't want to put out it. I don't want to send a tape out where there's, you know, fucking a big crew of people walking as my name is being said, you know, it's, it's a bad look. And, um, you know, that hit, you know, I, that realization hit me as it was happening. And that was in the back of my mind the whole time I was doing the set. I still think I did well. I haven't seen the tape yet. It might be fine. It might be salvageable, but, uh, it, it definitely, um, I don't think I did the, those I think I've had better responses to those jokes than what's on that tape. So I I, I, I kind of may, maybe want to redo it. It sucks because Tanner's out of the game and I don't want to ask him to do another one. Um, I'll just get a phone recording of something uh, and it'll be fine. Um, but it, that night it wasn't. That night it was real bad. Um, I got a, a little bit too much to drink um, and, and dwelled on it real, real bad. I got mad. I, got mad. I, I did the whole cycle. I, I, I try to get mad at Tanner and then convince myself there's not – any reason to be mad at him. None of that was his fault. Try to get mad at Bryant. Uh, but again, it didn't check out in my own head. Try to get mad at Dave. Um, you know, and then I realized it wasn't Dave's fault. He didn't have any control over that. Um, and then I, got, I started to get mad at myself for not being a diva. So I was like, I should have fucking stopped and said, no, 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 no. Do it again. Do Take it again. You know, we're do, fuck it. We're doing it again. But I realized how off-putting that would be and the fucking crowd, I might lose the crowd. I don't, you know, so it's, there's so much in my fucking head about it. Um, and I, I just, I was you know, drunk and it was late and I was just really upset. It's because that had happened. But then also, like I said, uh, the other shows I've been on uh, this year, and, and I'm just, like I said, I'm going to get real with you guys. It, it uh, I did, I, that was a good sport at the show for sure. And I did get a sort of consolation prize, but I did that Comedy Island show and it's Survivor style. And, um, you know, people get voted off. But then, like, the crowd can vote for, you know, to give someone the, the savior thing, you know, the, the thing that, like, we're the immunity, right? And uh, any time the hand went over my head, no one fucking clapped for me to get an immunity. So I, I knew I was dead in the water. I knew these people just – I don't I don't know what – you know, and it wasn't like it was a bunch of strangers. I knew the people. But that, that fucking hurt. That fucking hit me, you know? And I was – like I said, I was a good sport. I didn't, like – it didn't really, like, hit me until, again, last Thursday after the show – um, I, uh, you know, I fucking had a breakdown. I, you know, I, Bryant came in and I was like, I'm fucking quitting comedy, dude. It's fucking a waste of my time. Um, I'm never going to catch up. I'm already 38. Uh, you know, I don't have the right politics. I don't have the right outlook on life. I don't have the people that need to like me. Don't like me. The people that do like me, you know, make me look bad, <laughs> you know? So it's like, and it's just, I, I don't think that you know, I, I didn't think that it was like everything I try to do is going to fail. I need to just suck it up, become a corporate slave and, 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 and rot my days away in a cubicle. And, and that's just uh, make the best of that and really work at that. And, and I, uh, you know, it was, it was rough. I, and then the next day I woke up and I thought like, well, you know, I'll sleep on it. Maybe I'll feel better in the morning. And I woke up the next morning, had to go, had to clock in and do my job and it sucked. And now I did not feel any better. I, it took, it took most of that next Friday before I, kind of started to feel a little better about things. Um, but to, to, you know, make things worse, I was already going through all this. Um, I left my card at JJ's. So I knew I was like, well, that's a pain in my ass. Um, my tank was on E. So it's like, I, I can't go anywhere until I get my card so I can put gas in my, my tank. 
except I thought, well, I've got $10 because I sold posters at the show and someone bought two posters and for five bucks each gave me $10. And I thought, well, I've got that 10. I can use that to get gas and that'll, that'll get me by for the week. Fuck off. I know where that $10 went. I can't find it. I, you know, it was in my pocket. I know I stuffed it down there and I guess I came out at some point, someone on MLK probably saw it blowing down the street and got it. Yay for you $10. So it is what it is. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not going to cry over $10, but it just, it was another defeat. You know, when you're, when you're just getting kicked and kicked and kicked and kicked, it was another defeat. So I haven't seen the tape yet. I think the tape, we might be able to like cut out around the intro or I just, you know, it fades in with me just coming up on stage. I think that's fine. I don't think the fucking, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe festivals do want to see you actually get brought up. I don't think so though. I don't think that matters. Um, as long as you don't see them leaving when I start my set, that's really all that matters. And then we'll see how good the set went. I think it went pretty well. Um, I know specifically there are a couple jokes that normally get laughs that didn't. And then I just, you know, carry on and get laughs after that. It's not a big deal, but you know, it's, it throws you off when you, you know, you got to, this is a guaranteed hit and then it just doesn't. So that's a, uh, you know, it makes you, it shakes your, your foundation. It makes you question, um, you know, what the fuck you're even doing. You know, I've been working through all of that and I think I'm back. I think I'm good. Um, I wasn't going to do comedy again. I think I need it tonight, um, not just to go get my card. I think I need to validate myself and feel feel good about myself um, and have a good night. I'm going to do try to do different jokes that I've been doing uh, just to really stretch my legs and try stuff. It may not go well, but that's kind of my excuse is like, well, I'm doing different jokes, ones that I, that aren't quite as polished. So, you know, that's why that one was bad. So it's setting up my failure before. But um, I you know I think it'll be okay. All right, that was a that was a, a good. I feel I feel better getting that out. I feel better saying that. You know I've said it. I, you know like I said, me and Tanner have been talking a lot over the past week. You know both of us have a lot a lot going on. Um, I'd say his a little more dire. He's he's taking some some real real steps. I probably need to take mine a little more seriously. But I feel like I've got mine under control. Um, I I have this sort of pride where I don't want to admit. <laughs> that I need extra help. And, um, I don't think I do. I honestly don't. I don't think I'm, you know, that was one break. It was one break where it lasted, you know, about 12 hours. Once I sobered up and got over my hangover, I was able to kind of knock some sense into myself, keep my eye on the prize, realize that it's not, it's never going to be easy. Um, if, a, you know, the fucking people who, um, accomplish great things didn't waste their time complaining about how hard it was. So it's not, up to me to do that either. You know, it's not fair for anyone um, out there. It's not going to be fair for me. I can't expect it to be fair for me. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's probably in some ways more fair for me than other people. You know, I have a car so I can just go and do comedy than and some people can't. So they have, you know, it, I, I need to, I need to just be more grateful for the things that I do have. And um, I need to stick to my guns. I do need to stand up for myself uh, when I feel like I, I, I deserve it. But I, I don't need to be a bitch about it. I don't need to be, you know, a diva. And that's really what what I'm scared of. I don't want to – I don't want yeah, – because I've, I've danced dangerously close to that because I do feel like I'm good. I feel like, you know, I've reached a point where I, I deserve some degree of respect. And I think I get it from a lot of people. And I don't – I'm not like – I'm not trying to say that like, you know, oh, poor me – uh, no one respects me. I, I do think I get it, but it's just, it feels like something's in my way. It might be myself. It's probably myself, but I feel like something is in my way and I need to, I need to shove it. I need to find a way to just shove that boulder down the hill. All right. This is probably a good time for an ad break. Um, I'm just going to throw that in there. You can cut me saying that out. Um, but, uh, 
All right, so I, uh, I I did something I swore I was never going to do again. Decided that this past Saturday would be a good idea to rent the new UFC pay-per-view uh, that occurred. And so I watched a lot of it. Um, I got super drunk super early. Uh, I, I think you're noticing a theme here in this episode. And that's really, like I said, I'm going to really try and address that. I don't want to do it before New Year's or my birthday. That's stupid. That's going to be miserable. So I'm going to I'm going to write it out. I'm going to have fun. And then through the holidays and then after my birthday, uh, I'm going to chill out on the beer. But on this day, I was very drunk. And so like I only made it to like 10 o'clock. And I think or I made it through maybe to midnight. But I made it through the first like couple fights. Uh, and we'd watched a lot of the pre-show but I didn't see either of the main event fights that everyone's talking about. So I don't know anything about those, but uh, I gave up UFC years ago because I figured out that if you watch three good fights, you've kind of seen all the good fights. And I watched, I watched these fights Saturday night. And um, based on everything I saw, I think I'm still right. I think that, you know, there's, you're, you, it's not that exciting to me. And I mean, I know like, it's easy for me to say, you know, a fat ass who doesn't fucking, you know, engage in combat sports and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure like, yeah, the, the, the physical shape you get in from training for that is, is insane and awesome, but I just am so bored. And I I mean, I was able to go to, it was, I was nodding off because it's just fucking boring to me. It's not like exciting at all. Like, I mean, pro wrestling is kind of exciting because it's fake and fun. They make sure it rules, but uh, this, this is not, not great in my opinion. So, and that sucks, man. That's another, uh, deep seated insecurity is it's like this thing that I genuinely don't like, and don't enjoy. That's such a huge part of culture right now that I am immediately like the guy on the outside just because I think it's dumb. I mean, like, look, and again, like I said, if you're doing it to, if, if you train like jujitsu to, you know, because you think it's really good for you and it's, 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 it does good things for your health and body. I'm not here to tell you that you shouldn't do that. I'm not, you know, it's not my place. Um, I just really don't like watching people fight. It stresses me out. Like if fucking that same reason I bitched about sports, you know, a few episodes back, I fucking don't like to hear people yell and I don't like, you know, fucking spastic quick movements. And I definitely don't want to see someone's fucking knee snap the wrong way. Like fuck off with all of that. I don't need any of that. You know, I can watch a horror movie and be fine with the fake gore because it's extreme, but I can't stand to see someone like in pain going through a real injury. Like that's that shit sucks. And so yeah, I'm not like he's saying he's gonna start ordering more, and like that's that's now like extra pay per views on top of all the wrestling pay per views we already get. Guys, I might have to kill him. I might I might have to um, make it look like a suicide. I might have to you know do an old um, Gabby Petito where we go on tour in a van <laughs> and then. Uh, I go to the next date and they're like, "Hey, where's your uh, where's where's Bryant? He's he was he's supposed to be on the date with you." I'm like, "Oh, I don't know." And he said he was on his way. Yeah, but that's his van. Yeah, it sure is, isn't it? Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know if I can take it. I think I think I might have to. Um, you know, I don't know how I'd do it. How would I take Brian out? I mean, I could. I, I think. I think it'd be easy to make people think that he did it. Like if I fucking you know he drinks a lot, I could just put like a bunch of shit in his drink. Be like, hey, buddy, I made you a, a cocktail. You like cocktails, don't you? Mm, this one tastes like death. Yeah, funny about that, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, we have a deal, though. Like, that, that's the thing. Is like, if I if I was the one to kill him, that means I'd have to fucking deal with his body, and I don't, I don't want to fucking do that. That sounds like so much fucking work. Like, we have a deal that, like, if we're ever, if even if, if either one of us off ourselves, we have the decency to go out either in our car or go off into the woods. And not make it a fucking thing in the house that, like, you know, 
I haven't seen Brian in a few days. What's that smell coming from his room? You know, I don't, he, no, no, he doesn't need to do that. I don't want fucking, you know, and, and, and I would do the same for him. If I was, if I was like, well, guess that's it for old Ian. Uh, I'm going to go out in the woods and die like a fucking awesome metal person, you know, freeze to death or some shit or whatever I do. I don't know. Uh, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to die in my, I'm going to hang myself in my shower like a fucking, you know, selfish prick. That's, you know, who does that, you know, who hangs themselves in their rooms when they have roommates, selfish people, you know, I mean, I'm sorry if, if someone had a close one go out that way, you should, you, you know, they should they should feel bad for it is all I'm saying they should feel bad not the suicide so much I'm for like if, if you're if, if you're out of options and it's just time to go it's just time to go I, I don't you know I'm not it's not my place to tell someone else uh, when they can when they can check out you know but I do think that uh, you know do it right don't be a dick you know it's like look death is a, I have a very I don't know if you've noticed I have a very lax outlook on death I have a very casual sort of outlook on death uh, because it's inevitable. There's no sense worrying about it. Like it's going to happen. So you might as well just get a grip and deal with it. And so like, but not everyone's like that. Some people believe it or not. Now I know if you're listening to this show, you're probably more like me, but uh, some people get bummed out about death and not just their own death, other people's death. And it's, it. some people really don't like to, my mom, you know, when I've always had like a morbid sense of humor, morbid curiosities about things. And uh, I would talk about death a lot. And my mom would just not want to hear it. She's like, don't talk about those things. I'm like, why not? And she's like, she's not, it's not, you're not supposed to talk about those things. I'm like, it's a thing. It happens. It's, it's, it's the one thing we all have in common, no matter what. Some people don't even really get to live, but they still die. But my mom just didn't want to deal with it. And so a lot of people are like my mom. And a lot of people, um, it's not considered polite conversation. Um, I think about me though. I think you probably figured out by now is I don't really give a fuck about polite conversation, but, uh, regardless, um, yeah, I think if I was going to, I mean, he's got a crossbow. So, I mean, I have to make sure I get him by surprise because if he's got any time to prepare at all, um, I might get fucked. I might get fucked in the mouth with a crossbow bolt and I don't want that to happen. So I, if I'm going to kill him, I, I think maybe like, I don't know, like soaking him in time, like covering him in meat and throwing him to starving dogs. I think that's the, probably the best way to do it. And just be like, no, he thought he's the one who said the puppies were sweethearts and uh, he loves to cook. So he, he was cooking and he must have had blood all over him and the dogs just were too hungry. And, you know, it just it's, it went that way. It's sad. It's sad that, that he, he would such a tragic accidental death of being mauled to death viciously by starving dogs who got into our house somehow. But, uh, you know, damn to shit, you know. So I watched Arcane on Netflix. Um, a lot of people um, recommended it to me, uh, not directly, but through various YouTube channels. I watch a lot of people. Uh, well, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talk about it and a lot of people on uh, YouTube. And so I was like, well, there's enough hype around this. Let's give it at least a shot. And um, so for, for those of you who don't know, Arcane is an animated, it's 3D animated, but it all looks painted. It's very cool. Kind of like uh, how uh, the, the recent show, uh, the Star Wars Bad Batch was, where everything had this sort of painted texture to it, but it was 3D. Um, I think Arcane does it way better. Um, not saying that Bad Batch, Bad Batch was still great. Uh, you should, I, did, I never watched Clone Wars and it makes me want to go back and watch Clone Wars and, and Rebels. I never watched that either. Um, but Bad Batch, I did really enjoy. But... Uh, Arcane, uh, it's it's the vid, it's the TV show adaptation of the story behind the video game League of Legends. I don't know shit about League of Legends. I think I played it once when it first came out. I was bad at it. I didn't like it, so I dropped it. And um, it's 
been going for many, many, many years and it's still a thing. Um, and over this time, it's just stacked all this crazy lore. And so now they're doing a show about it. Um, to my understanding, the show doesn't get it right. Some people think the show is more of a prequel, which is why some things are different. And over time, we'll see it match more what is in the game. However they want to do it um, is fine um, because I really liked it. I don't want to give too much away about it. I just kind of want to talk about like noteworthy uh, particularly because, I mean, you know, you guys have, have listened to the show. You've heard me talk about, you know, certain people with uh, certain unnatural hair colors shaved in a certain single half of it who have certain opinions about things that are very wrong usually. Sometimes very right, but a lot of times wrong, especially when it comes to art and how art should be displayed and, uh, you know, who should be participating in said art. Nah, that's usually where I disagree. Um, so I start Arcane, and right off the bat, the main characters are these two girls, two sisters, one with pink hair, red hair, uh, pinkish red hair, uh, and a side shave. The other girl has uh, bright blue hair, and the pink hair girl is very strong, uh, you know, very uh, tough, you know, independent. And so I was like, oh, no. Here we go, another one of these. And just to be clear, it absolutely is that. That is what that show is, and it is fucking great. <laughs> I stuck around, um, and everything about it. It's you know what? Here's the thing, and this is the point of it: is that it's it's not it, it's never with that kind of. When I was groaning about all those things, it's never the message that I have a problem with. Like I bitch, and I'm going to get into this too um, before we end the show. But I bitch a lot about how gay D and D is now. And like, here's the thing: I don't care. I don't care that D and D is super gay now. Like people really uh, love butt fucking and sucking each other's dicks and playing D and D. It's just very like you know tokenized towards marginalized communities, like very much assuming that now that's their major market or that the liberal white people who are actually the major market want to pretend like it's it's for everyone. And it is for everyone who wants to play it. I, I do think that everyone who wants to play D&D should get to play d and I'm not like trying to keep anyone out of the hobby for any reason at all. Um, but I just noticed that I like, when I like fantasy, I like a certain aesthetic to my fantasy. Um, and it is kind of more the traditional tropey stuff that I used to get into when I was, you know, younger, the Conan, the barbarian and stuff like that. Um, Lord of the Rings to an extent. And I want that, I want those tropes in my D and D. A lot of the, the pink hairs and the blue hairs together and decided that a lot of those tropes are problematic. Maybe some of them are, maybe some of them aren't. And, uh, they're just not making D&D for me anymore. And so that's my whole issue. I'm not saying D&D is bad. I'm just saying it's not for me. So we'll get into that later. What I want to talk about now is Arcane because holy shit, this one has all the message. It's very, it's very inclusive. There's a lot of diversity in the characters. There's a lot of breaking of what we consider traditional stereotypes. You know, it's, it's separated from earth culture. So we don't have to worry about like any of the issues associated with that. We can look at all of this world's issues in its own bubble. It's definitely, you know, more inclusive, more diverse. And, and, and this is the key part, fucking well-written, well-acted, the music other than all the Imagine Dragons. Fuck Imagine Dragons. That shit's so, it's so cringe. Um, I, I, if you like Imagine Dragons, fucking why? <laughs> it's like the most, it's literally the most fucking, uh, I don't I'm not, I don't want to bitch too much. I don't want, you're allowed to like whatever you want to like, but it's just know that this is bad. You shouldn't like it. Um, you can, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to come to your house and break your fucking, uh, or delete all the fucking Imagine Dragons off your fucking, uh, 
you know, Spotify playlists. But what I will, what I'm saying is they suck and just don't disregard that. But like the score, everything else of, of Arcane was fantastic. It was, it was awesome. Um, the action scenes were so good. Um, and the story was great. It was very, it, it's the closest thing to Game of Thrones since Game of Thrones. Like it's very, like I mentioned a main character and they sort of are, but like it also whole episodes focus on other characters. Um, they're all interconnected in different ways, but some of them never interact. And it's, there's sort of like different spinning wheels, like, like kind of like how, um, game of thrones had where you had these different pockets of characters who would interact and then in these other parts these other characters that you never thought would meet are now best buds and it's it's just really cool and i i think everyone should check it out i think it's how you do the message right and you don't just do it as a token you should like it because you should like it because it's made for or by x per, you know type of people and that automatically makes it good without any other merit or consideration i think you know, you see a lot of that these days, <laughs> you know, like you look at like the, the Ghostbusters remake from a couple of years ago or, you know, where it was just actually bad or uh, The Last Jedi. I said it. Fuck that movie. That movie still sucks. I've rewatched it, made sure it sucks. You know, uh, Rise of Skywalker, also bad. I like that one after I came out of the theaters and I've gone back after rewatching. That movie's a hot turd. Fuck both those movies. I did like Force Awakens. I liked it. It was it was derivative, but who cares? It was fun. It was a fun movie. I liked um, uh, uh, the other one, the one that wasn't main canon, not the solo one, um, the one about the Death Star plans. I can't remember what it's Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One was great. I liked Rogue One. Diverse cast. Uh, not. I don't know if I'd say that I had a good message per se. It was a fun movie. I liked it. Um, hated last jedi and that's the one that everyone says if you didn't like last jedi it's because you don't like these types of people in these types of roles and you want just more white straight white guys running the shows and i don't give a shit about that i just want a good story that actually grabs me and makes me makes me care about these characters arcane nailed it arcane 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 go watch arcane it's on netflix go watch that show they already confirmed season two let's make sure season two happens and is awesome i have also been watching succession i'm a bit behind on it i'm thinking about halfway through the second season but i'm hooked on this show now um it is completely different than arcane i don't know if you knew that or not but uh, succession is an hbo show about media empire or the family who uh, owns this media empire and the aging patriarch who is grasping onto power and his uh, power-hungry children who squabble amongst each other for who uh, gets control. And then you've got all the people that surround them looking for any scraps they can get. And uh, I, you know, had seen previews. I watch a lot of HBO shows, so I'd, I'd seen previews for this for a couple years now. Thought it was kind of uninteresting, but I've just been hearing so much about it. I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And um, I'll be damned. I really like it. Um, there's not really a mystery aspect i mean sort of a you know what will they do next kind of thing but um it's really very i mean everyone just acts their fucking dicks off every single person in the show like there's not every character is interesting and likable and also horrible and it's it's crazy i didn't think i'd give a shit about like one percent soap operas but turns out um so i so that's what i'm what you know if you run into me and you say hey i heard you're watching succession please do because i got no one to fucking talk about this show with i'm not going to go on forums um and, and that'll get into my next point yeah i don't i don't fucking care about uh talk you know but i want to you know water cooler it up with people about it because it's, it's it's a fun show i just need to get caught up i know they're they i think they just finished season three or they're they're on it right now something like that but 
Um, man, it's it's a great show. I, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I, it's cool to have TV I like again. <laughs> that doesn't happen super often these days. But um, I think um, my next uh, my next point. This is going to be kind of what I'm going to end the show out on. Kind of doubling back, but uh, you know, I mentioned how in the past, you know, the episode on the Mercering, I was looking for a people to join a D and D group. I did get a group together, and uh, I didn't feel like we meshed. I, it's as as I was kind of explaining the world. I had a lot of agreement on how the world was going to go. And then in actual practice, the players just did what they wanted. Anyway, it's like, I mean, imagine if I was like, Hey, this is going to be a star Wars game. We're doing it in the star Wars universe. So, you know, star Wars make a star Wars character. And then someone says, I want to be sailor moon. Technically we can do anything you want, but you're really fucking with the spirit of what this fucking thing we're trying to do is it's very, and I think that's the problem with D and D is it, the the system itself and the the culture is encouraged that like just from being on like R slash D and D next, which is like the fifth edition main board um, for you know the whole time I've been playing it. So many people in this hobby don't understand what it what it takes to be a dungeon master. So many people think that it's all about the players, 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 whatever the players want. And it's the dungeon master's job just to shut up and make the players happy. Players get to be whatever fucking thing they can imagine. And dungeon master has to make that work in whatever fucking world they can. Um, And that's fucking trash. I think that argument sucks. I think that the DM is a player too. And everyone at the table needs to be playing the same game and whatever that means. I wouldn't be as pissy about the issue if I wasn't for the fact that my players in this last instance who didn't end up you know not my players but for the most part they all agreed to my premise and then went a totally different way when the time came I was like hey these are the types of characters that I want in this game and they just look for any way they can to but can I be this that's fantastical and amazing like no this is a low magic low fantasy setting magic is weird and rare like you can be a you you can have some magic stuff but it's going to be weird and rare and it's going to get you in trouble Okay, I want to be a hippo person. No, there's no fucking hippo people. God, I don't think anyone wanted to be a, a gif in this game. But, uh, you know, my last game, I allowed all that stuff. It was a multiversal thing, so you could explain away anything. Sure, kitchen sink. And that gets exhausting. I want to, I want something dialed. I want to run something dialed in. And so this week, um, Dungeons & Dragons have continued on their quest for... Um, catering to that audience. Like I said, the pink hairs, the blue hairs, the people who think that players are the center of the story and the only limit is imagination. And anyone who tries to pull any reins back on that is, um, is a bigot probably. Um, they've gone in and um, changed it. They've, they've changed D&D and they've removed like a, any kind of like alignment doesn't exist in D&D anymore, basically. And um, so there's no good or evil. Everyone is a unique individual flower. I don't want to say special snowflake because I'm not that person. I'll say everyone's their own individual, unique, uh, one of a kind thing that they thought up, but also like everything else is too. And so it's like the point of the game is going through dungeons and slaying monsters and, and they're unmonstering everything. They're making like, okay, the, the hit, the, the controversy for a long time has been around drow and orcs. And and look, I don't agree with that narrative. I think they're fine as fantasy monsters. They all can be evil. It doesn't say anything about real people. Um, I'm fine with that. Um, that's how my table's just going to be run. But I'm not going to sit and pitch a big fit about it if other people want to add more nuance to that or run it there a different take on those things. That's that, you know, that's fine. Um and about this next thing, I don't really care if people do that too, but it's just weird to me how they're, that's now extending over into like mind flayers, which are like squid faced alien things that eat brains. 
um, and exist in a hive mind. Um, and beholders, you know, those monsters with all the eye tentacles, <laughs> you know. Now those aren't necessarily evil, which look, <laughs> if you really want to break it down, nothing is evil. Everything thinks it's doing what it's doing for good. But sometimes things are, you know, opposed. Sometimes, you know, and like, for example, in my the fantasy world I was wanting to run in this D&D game, um, goblins are just evil. Now, the thing that where it gets, I see where it gets problematic, and that's when you put human characteristics on these monsters and you start saying, like, well, they have culture and they have, they raise families and, you know, they make clothes and, and forge metal into weapons and things like that. That when they have a society, you've humanized them. And yeah, you should probably approach them delicately. Um, my goblins were spawns of, of foul, foul, fell magic. Um, if, if, you know, a wizard was casting too many spells in one spot, it thins the wall between, uh, worlds. And sometimes these little goblin critters, um, you know, are birthed through it and, um, they are not native to this plane and they, um, all they want to do is eat blood, <laughs> eat human blood. You could do a deep dive and look at them and say, well, they don't, it's not that they're evil. They need this blood to survive. It's the only thing in this world that they can, they can't live on any of the plants. That's not any other native habitat. They, the only thing that they know that they can live and survive on is human, human meat, human blood. So, you know, you could say, well, that's their nuance. Maybe, maybe it's not evil. It's just their necessity. But when your characters are in a human society, that puts you immediately at odds. And as, as, as far as you're concerned for the sake of your village's survival or this band of goblins, they are evil. You have to treat them as such. You have to get rid of them. There's no compromise because they can't survive without killing you. And you can't survive if they're killing you, you know, your people off. So that's, that's kind of the way I approach monsters. Monsters are monsters. Let them be monsters. Holy shit. And the internet has finally, you know, I will say, I, I say a lot about what the, the, the audience of D and D is. That's what I think their target audience is. I don't think that's actually who's playing it. I think most people are decent people. And, and typically the, the D and D next board has been in favor of a lot of these changes overwhelmingly. And just now after these newest ones, you're starting to see a lot more pushback and people realizing that, okay, we let you guys take it too far. You're just trying to appease a handful of people on Twitter no one is offended by beholders being evil. No one is offended by mind flayers being evil. You're just trying to act like it's, it's, it's performative activism. It's not, it's not actually changing anything that's going to make anything better. It's performative so that they can act. Look, it's the good we did, you know, and like I want to, you know, I have a lot of opinions as you can tell, and I wanted to join in on the boards and write my own fucking huge long essay post about my feelings on it. And I went to do that and I realized you know what? I'm just fucking, I don't want to engage in this. Like I'm tired of it and it wouldn't be a big deal. I could just say, do the game you want to do and I'll do the game I want to do. Except a lot of my product that I own is on D and D beyond, which whenever they make changes to existing product, D and D beyond makes those changes. You don't, you no longer can access the old content anymore. Now I used to be very pro D and D beyond. A lot of my first ideas for episodes were in defense of D and D beyond. I may have even done that in a past episode. I don't remember. But now I'm starting to see. Now I'm seeing, okay, it's not D&D Beyond's fault. I see the downside. And I, I do have a lot of D&D books in print, and I'm glad I do. So if I ever want to play D&D again, definitely using the print books first. I'll see if, if I can use D&D Beyond with it. But for any facts and information about how beholders are supposed to act, I guess I'm going to go to my fucking book 
and not the fucking website. So it's kind of, I'm not going to continue my subscription because I, I mean, the, the point is, is I'm, I, you know, I'm tired of the fucking baggage that comes with being a and d player. I can't just follow rules and enjoy myself. You know, they have to make these fucking sweeping controversial changes, creating this debate in the community. And there's always some fucking debate in the community. And I'm just fucking over it, dude. I don't care. It's a, it's not a, it's not the best game. It's not the best game like that. Um, so I'm switching. I'm done. The next game I run is Morkboard. It is simple. It's easy. It's run by good people with good morals. They, you know, they don't put racism in their game, but it starts from a new place. So you don't have to worry about this legacy of past racist tropes and stuff. It's, it's starting from a completely new place. Their goblins are very evil. You know, if, the, the, the goblin curse in Mork Borg is that if a goblin attacks you, it doesn't even have to land the attack. If it looks at you and swings its arm menacingly, you are cursed. And you have you roll a die, and in that many number of days, you turn into a goblin unless you kill that goblin who cursed you. That kind of, you know, you, it doesn't matter what their society is at that point. Unless you want to join them, you got to go kill that one. And that's, it tried to fight you once. <laughs> It also gives you a lot of incentive to maybe not try and fight every goblin, but, you know, wicked little creatures. And you might not have a say in that. So I'm playing Morkborg. I think it's just a better system. It's easier. You can you can roll up characters faster. You can um, teach people to play it in no time. Characters, um, I mean, you can generate content for it so quick and so easy. Um, characters are frail and will die, so people can't get too attached. You can't deal with the... You, you don't get to pick anything about your character. You play a randomly rolled character, and you figure out who that character is along the way. And it doesn't matter if they die, because they weren't yours. You randomly rolled them. But if you go... if you they survive a long time, and you end up playing this character for like over a year, you're going to definitely grow attached. You're going to have a lot of personal... You know, like That's what I think. I mean, that's just my opinion. That's the, the best way to play. Like I, It took me a long time to figure it out that playing like Thinking about your character in a vacuum by yourself uh, creates a, a very unsatisfying experience because it's never the story's never going to go the way that you envisioned it would in your head. You know, usually when you're thinking about the backstory, you're also thinking about the ending. And truth be told, you have no control over that. That is to the other players and the dungeon master for what they're going to throw at you. And if you have this very specific side thing that has nothing to do with anybody else. Um, the dungeon master has to figure out a way to work that into the thing that they were already planning to do. Um, no, just make a character that fits in the world that exists. And Morkborg makes that you have no option but to do that. And there's benefits to you can play a, a specific class if you want to be super honed in and play a, a, a certain type of character. Or you can play a classless, just sort of basic character and that can do anything they want and there's benefits to that too you get some you get extra things in a, in a few other regards i don't want to talk too much about it but morkborg is the shit i currently have two people signed up to play probably going to get it started after the new year i am looking for more players um, i'd like at least one more but i'll take as many as three more um, for a total of five maximum i'm not going over five players um, if anyone out there is listening to this and you want to give this game a try it's a heavy metal dungeons and dragons but way better um, and no fucking baggage. I, I back, they're doing a new game, which is a cyberpunk version called Cyborg. And um, they had uh, stretch goals at where once it made so much money, instead of like saying, here's a new little knickknack that we're going to throw in the box for you. It was, hey, we got a lot of people contributing to this. We made enough money now. Let's add 50% to what they didn't ask for it, but we're going to pay them 50% more than what they asked for. And there was another one that, that it reached where it's like, all right, we're going to pay everybody 100% more. So the, the agreed upon amount that they agreed to pay for like art and layout and stuff like that, uh, they now are paying double what they promised to all these contributors because 
that's they they're sharing in the profits. It's it's it proves that these are good people running it. Um, they recently today I think updated their uh, third party license. Um, where they, you know, basically you as a fan are allowed to create content for it. And, uh, you can use a certain logo that say, Hey, this is, says this is compatible with Mork Borg and you can release it and sell it. And they don't even want a cut of it. They, they just want, you know, and there's certain things you're allowed to use, certain things you're not, but all that's, you know, you got to print certain legal jargon in, in your product. Regardless, you're allowed to create content for this game, and it's very easy, very rewarding to do. But they added a new thing today that said that you're not allowed to make any Morkborg-related NFTs because they are morally opposed to the concept of NFTs, and I got a big grin on my face when I saw that. Just It just gives me faith that... Yes, I'm leaving D&D because it's too fucking woke or whatever, but like I'm moving to another game that's also very woke, just about shit that actually matters and actually is making a difference in the world, you know, and that's my my take on it. I think I think it's just it's less corporate. It's more awesome. Play Morkborg. Fuck D&D. Um, fuck Facebook. Join Discord. That's my take. That's 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 been an episode, guys. Um, that's that's been a fun one. We're going to get get out of here with some plugs um, once again. Boomer Memes Pod on Instagram, Scenic City Slaughter on Instagram. I am Sharp Official on Twitter. Boomer Memes Pod at gmail.com. Go to my link tree in my Instagram or Twitter bios and find links to everything else. You can find links to, you know, I talk about metal a lot. My metal bands are actually in there. You can find them, listen to them. Um, you can find other podcasts I've been on. Um, you can find uh, anything, anything at all I'm working on. Link to the Discord. Please join the Discord. Uh, quit Facebook. You don't have to quit. You join the Discord first. See how you like it. And I'll, I promise I'm going to tell you in there to quit Facebook. But quit Facebook. Join Discord. Join my Discord. Let's talk about metal, anime, whatever. Let's talk about D&D. Play Mork Borg with me. It'll be rad. It'll be a good time. You guys, uh, quit Facebook. I'm out. I'm out.